On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we take the time to truly appreciate the awesome Toronto Raptors career of OG and Anobi, of course, traded over the weekend. And in the rush to break down the trade, we kind of missed the reflection on what was one of the most fun and interesting Toronto Raptors careers of all time. Today, it's the OG Moments Draft with Katie Heindel. Thanks for hanging. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first of the Hail Mary three by Mopi. Get that garbage out of here. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, January the 3rd, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work right now over on the website that don't work so good at Woodley, Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. And of course, you can join us in the Locked On Raptors Discord server. The link is in the description of the podcast each and every day. We'd love to see you join us in there. It's a great little community we got building around the show. You get to interact with me. Big V's dropping in there once in a while as well. And of course, all of the lovely regulars of the Discord sharing very bad Pascal Siakam trade ideas, etc., etc. I, I kind of hit my breaking point in the Discord last night with how simply terrible a lot of these fake Pascal trades I keep getting screenshotted to me are so get better discord maybe you if you wanted to join if you haven't yet can be uh, an agent for change when it comes to the quality of the pascal siakam fake trades we're seeing over on the discord server of course a reminder you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcast follow subscribe rate review etc it's always appreciated also you can go to youtube and subscribe and then also hit the notification bell which is perfect for you every dayers out there because it lets you know whenever an episode is going live and sometimes like yesterday you get two episodes in a day uh so you know it's important to have that uh that little notification going off today's show is brought to you by game time down the game time app create an account use the code locked on nba sorry just locked on that is for twenty dollars off your first purchase and let's get rolling here as we bring in our favorite guest uh here for the first time in the new year i feel like that sounds like a slight against vivek or jamar or anyone else we bring on the show but uh it's fine we love katie and basketball feelings i think is the tiebreaker for everything how about that katie heindel how the hell are you i'm doing good i'm doing good happy new year to you happy new year happy new raptors uh, yeah, happy new raptors <laughs> Happy New Raptors. Now that the days have all blurred together, mm-hmm. did the trade happen New Year's Eve Eve? It did. Some, it happened yeah. on LeBron James's birthday. Interesting. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> do, what what does that have to do with anything? Absolutely nothing. But LeBron's final revenge yeah. <laughs> um against the Raptors. No, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's great to hear, Katie. And I'm really excited for today's show because we get to uh, remember a guy, a guy who was very fondly, I think, appreciated by basically every corner of Raptors fandom during his seven plus seasons with the Toronto Raptors, of course. That's OG Ananobi, who we got to carve out a full episode for just to kind of reflect upon what he did for the Raptors. Before we move on in the churn of the day-to-day grind and the games and the quickly and Barrett talk, we got to take a sec to just sit and think about how rad OG Ananobi, uh, Ananobi was 
as the Toronto Raptor. And so today we are going to do, uh, I think, the most underused format in all of podcasting. We're going to do a draft of our favorite <laughs> OG and Anobi moments. It will be a three-round draft in honor of not only the shots that OG hit with great proficiency, but also his uniform number. There's so much symmetry here. Was it intentional? Absolutely not. Uh, and so we're going to run through and do a little draft of our favorite OG moments. We'll do some honorable mentions. But first, Katie, I do want to get your just impressions of the trade that went down, of course, on LeBron James's birthday. <laughs> OG, Precious, Malachi Flynn for Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett. We've seen one game for each uh, team since the deal as well. Uh, how are you feeling about this one, Katie? What were your sort of big picture reactions? How do you feel about this for the Raptors side of things? What's on your mind in the wake of this big time trade over the weekend? Yeah, I thought it was an uneven trade. Time will kind of tell. Uh, I mean, uneven for the Raptors uh, side of things. Um, might just be my incredible bias, but uh, I knew it was coming. I, w I guess I, I was kind of surprised this was perhaps the first person to go um, based on, you know, all the kind of trade possibilities you and I and everybody else has been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like quickly quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I do understand that he addresses a need that the team has right now. Mm -hmm defensively i kind of wonder what this means for the team and i right. thought actually about what you and i had said earlier this year about whether it's time to kind of hang up the defensive this team's identity is a defensive one because i think mm -hmm. when you lose somebody like ananobi you lose a huge chunk of that yeah. um and maybe that's a direction they're comfortable going in so but um yeah i kind of for the first time i was like did masai ujiri get uh, fleeced a little bit interesting because yeah. i've been running around just like <laughs> pounding the emmanuel quickly drum for the last four days i like him a lot don't get me wrong but i also <laughs> think that like it's a bit it just felt a bit disproportionate to me just in terms of overall experience right um kind of like depth and and well-roundness of skill that i don't right. know he has um yeah i get like the offensive creation maybe it never happened in the way that people wanted it to but i think you're going to miss a lot of the other things that he was good at and you know actually for this going back and looking at some past highlights and clips from like past seasons, I got a little bit sadder about it because I thought, Oh, you know what? Like he played so well on so many mm -hmm. other iterations of this team and that team just doesn't exist anymore. So I do recognize my bias. Um, but yeah, I just thought you had to, you have to make the trade. I get it. Yeah. This person's like, yeah, you, you don't, you don't want another person to just walk. But it was kind of, it showed to me where maybe the franchise has kind of come down mm -hmm. in its perception, both its perception of itself and how it's perceived league-wide and that the return for something like, for someone, God, I can't believe I said something. Wow, Katie. <laughs> wow. I'm clipping um, that. <laughs> and also, like, I think, like, Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn are just getting lost in the trade as well. And, like, I yeah, do nice. feel sad for <laughs> Precious Achua because I had also said, you know, earlier this season on this show that mm -hmm. he was someone I still did believe in, um, mm -hmm. could kind of add another facet to his game. So they kind of got lost in this whole thing. But, yeah, I just think, like, it to me it really showed – it was, like, a good measuring stick to, to show, like, oh, yeah, you know, they don't really wield the same kind of trade manipulation power I think sure. that they used to have. 
Yeah, definitely. Like in past years, mm -hmm. you would see them just kind of totally wax teams in trades, and it was hilarious, and we'd cackle about it. I still cackle about the Grievous Vasquez trade. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. nothing against Grievous, but you get OG and Norm out of that. It's uh, it, it's pretty sweet. I guess now quickly is part of the Grievous Vasquez and and Barrett tree. are part of the Grievous Vasquez yeah. trade tree. That's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get what you're getting at here too right like it, it does it is a bummer i think the best outcome overall for the raptors would have been figuring out a way to make it work with og pascal and scotty right and i do think there was sort of a blueprint there the blueprint was hard to get to though right it was like mm -hmm. you have the idea of what it could be but having the materials to make it happen just wasn't really the reality without moving one or, or both i guess of pascal and og so um it stinks for sure I, I definitely got sad it was big sads this morning going back and, and looking back at some of the best og stuff and prep for our, my draft board for today but that said uh but before we move on here or we sorry we will put that to bed and we will move on here <laughs> We're not before we got nothing else. We're moving on. Okay. We're going to do the draft of our favorite OG and Adobe moments. We're going to do that coming up in just one second here. But first, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. And the NFL season might be wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you just place a $5 bet. You don't even have to win that bet. All you got to do is place it, and you get 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And you can use those bonus bucks on all sorts of things, live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab on the FanDuel app, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find the most popular parlays mm -hmm. on any given day. Of course, there's betting lines of you know spreads and over-unders and, and all the different stuff as well that you associate with your with your sports wagering. And you know, there's lots of stuff right now. The Raptors play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Maybe the offense is actually good now that they have a guard who can pull up and dribble and do all the different things you want a guard to do. You can go if you want to put some money down on the Raptors to win tonight. You can go over to fanduel.com and do that. Get your bonus bets before you do that, and uh, you're gonna be Having a great time. So right now, go to visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we continue on here. Katie Heindel from Dime Basketball Feelings all over the place is here to dig into the OG Ananobi Best Moments Draft. Katie, you are the guest, and so I will give you first right of refusal. You can choose to go first. Or you can choose to go second. We're going to do this snake draft style. So it'll be one and then two picks and then two picks and then two picks if that checks out and it works for you. If you disagree strongly with this format, I won't complain at all. <laughs> but I feel like it's fun to give you the choice to go first or second here. Katie, what are you going to do in the OG and Anobi best moments draft? First or second? I mean, I'll go first because I think okay. you're going to take the one I want to say first. So. Oh, Okay. <laughs> See, like probably <laughs> maybe there's a lot though is the thing it's there are uh, a lot there's but a lot there's of like more than the I one thought. that really sticks out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for a few reasons but um for me that's the og shot in the bubble mm -hmm. to win this game against the celtics on a pass mm -hmm. from kyle lowry um for me i think this was like it, it obviously sucked that they didn't go farther in the bubble i do still think like Granted, COVID was a huge wedge in that season um, and all the things that we know, like the conditioning and, and like or the lack of conditioning that, you know, came out of that for some guys. But 
and the fact that the Celtics were like their perfect Achilles heel kind mm -hmm. of team. However, as someone who missed the entire championship run, yeah, it was very nice and kind of this like, I feel like it had, was this like precipice. I was waiting for OG to get to with the team um, yeah. that he didn't get to participate in or like have his kind of shining moment like that in the championship run. Um, and that one was just like, I loved everything about that. I like wrote a really big thing about it. Then I like looked at every, I remember like I looked at everybody's reactions on the floor, mostly Marcus Alls, <laughs> um, you know, and just like the way that he kind of the like absolute joy that he sparked in the team with mm -hmm. that, you know, the pass was like, you couldn't really ask for like a more perfect sequence of events. No, the pass was perfect. His handling of it was perfect. The kind of like really demure response just mm -hmm. from OG. Everyone else was losing their minds about it. Um, yeah, I I think of that. And I I wish we got we got to see more moments like that in the playoffs, in mm -hmm. the championship run, rather. Um, but I was glad he finally got it because there was there had been so many kind of injuries and and reasons why he didn't get to like shine up until then. Mm -hmm. Um and what a what a way to first do it yeah that was i think there's probably two sort of heavy hitters in this draft at the top mm -hmm. of the board and that was definitely one of them i don't know <laughs> if i was gonna take it i, I really okay. had not yet decided until the the beginning of the draft where i was going and now the decision has been taken away from me but yeah uh, really really um the, i feel like the more we get removed from the bubble i know they lost the series I find myself appreciating that series more and more. Mm -hmm. And I do think it was about as noble a way to go out for a defending champion as you could possibly ask for, considering the ridiculous circumstances of that year. And that series still provided so many highlights you can just kind of pull away. Probably the best Kyle Lowry game of his career as a Raptor, game six against Boston. Um, like that's at least on the, the sort of top pedestal of his best games. You had the OG moment. You had, um, you know, even game seven, like just kind of going down to the wire, like huge norm games. Like it was mm -hmm. just like a, as much as the Siakam of it all was a bummer, he just kind of was not himself, obviously. And it did hamper the team's ability to win that series of Siakam's himself. They probably win that series in like six, frankly. They, you know, the way they hung in with Boston was pretty impressive considering his struggles. But yeah, having OG have that moment, it, it does feel, this is what we do sports fandom for, man, is to have, Little flashpoints like that that we can kind of, you know, comfort comfort ourselves with on the darkest of times, um, you know, when the team's not doing so hot and all of that. Yeah, that that's a pretty outstanding pick. And I will actually give you as well, along with this pick, I think you also get the post-game press conference as part of this. Okay. Um, where, of course, he has the clip that will remain at the start of the podcast for as long as I'm allowed to keep it at the start of the podcast. Um, you know, I, I expected to make it. I don't shoot trying to miss. That entire press conference, I watched the whole seven-minute thing this morning, Katie. It is like a masterclass of OG deadpan, which <laughs> you know he was really good at. But this might have been the the absolute peak of OG deadpan. Just so like the the one I had a couple written down here of the just like quotes from that. But the one where he's asked about this one versus the the, the three he hit against the Cavs, which may come up later on in today's episode, um, in back in 2018, I guess it was. 
he's like yeah it was similar but we won this game so it was better uh <laughs> just like the, the, i don't think he answers a single question with more than 10 words in that entire presser it's just beautiful peak og stuff uh a really really noble and excellent first pick katie very worthy of being first off the board number two i gotta go what about scarves um i yeah. i watched the whole Serge Ibaka, <laughs> Avec class episode back today. It's not just the what about scarves part either. Obviously, that's the clip that's that's been shared to, um, you know, every corner of the internet at this point. But there are just so many times in there where OG makes Serge Ibaka go insane. Uh, from coming out in the insane outfit with the the blue sort of short pants and the orange parka and the summer shirt. And Serge just being like, what the hell's going on here? And OG being like, it's just a good outfit. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know, in the, the, they do like the 30 second rapid fire round mm-hmm. where uh, <laughs> Serge asks him like, what's the, his, the best thing he's ever worn? And OG spends 20 seconds of the 30 seconds on the clock going best I've worn or favorite. So best, so favorite, so best <laughs> and Serge is melting down. It's all just really, really great stuff. You get the line, please wear a sundress. I don't care the climate. Uh, <laughs> also very good. Uh, yeah, the entire Avec Class episode with OG is an all-timer, and uh, that is my second pick. Katie, any thoughts on that being my, my second pick off the board before I go with my uh, next pick? It's a great pick. I'm glad that you picked it. I wasn't going to because I just thought so obvious, but Too sometimes, yeah. sometimes you got to say the obvious thing. Sometimes you just got to take Wemby or Kevin Durant at number two, I guess, in this case, is the better corollary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not to say that you picked a Greg Oden with your first pick because uh, you picked a banger of a first pick as well. Um, for number two, going way back, Katie, November 14th, 2017, OG and Anobi's first start as a Toronto Raptor against mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets, who were mm-hmm. very good that season. They were 11-4. and four. I think that's the year they go on to give the Warriors a real scare in the conference finals. It's a damn good Rockets team. And OG gets the start in that game and completely shuts down James Harden in like a way that rookies are not supposed to shut down anybody, let alone James freaking Harden in 2018, kind of at the peak of his powers. Harden goes 8 of 25 from the field in this game. Um, OG largely takes on that assignment. He also puts up 16 points on six of eight shooting with three of four from deep as well. And that was like kind of a moment where things kind of clicked and it was like, oh, like they've got the wing defender. This team has not had quite literally ever. They got Mm -hmm. PJ Tucker for 20 games that one year. And Mm -hmm. we all know the meme now with LeBron, the please stop all of that. Um, you know, Damari Carroll was not that guy. Uh, Jamario moon was not that guy. And OG Ananobi, I think, kind of in that moment declared, okay, this positional need that's been a thing since the days of Joey Graham and before that is done now. It's fine. For the next seven years, you've got a lockdown wing defense at a very, very important position on the floor from a guy who can also hit a bunch of threes and just kind of fit beautifully into any lineup. That was, to me, uh, a game that is always going to stand out as just like a, a sort of flashpoint Raptors fan moment of, oh, God, they got a dude here. And this is pretty sweet. Uh, Katie, do you recall this game? I do recall that game. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. Um, it was nice. It was like a real prelude, I think, of things to come in the mm-hmm. way that he would then. Maybe this is maybe this is like hinting at one of my next picks. But um, yeah, just the Talk way about that... a prelude of things to come. Yeah. <laughs> 
just the way that he leaned into that skill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so many dudes just blanketed by OG over the years. Uh, really remarkable stuff. There's got to be YouTube compilations of him just shutting down superstars, right? Oh, for sure. Probably should have looked that up in preparation for today's podcast. But I got too busy crying while watching uh, <laughs> <laughs> various uh, OG interviews and stuff from over the years. Yeah, so the prelude. We, we will do that. The stuff that we're preluding to, we'll come back after the break with. That's a good tease, right? I'm a professional podcaster. We'll come back. We'll have the final three picks in the OG and OB moments draft. Run through some honorable mentions as well. We'll do all that in just one second but first today's show is brought to you by our pals over at game time the single best place you should be going to buy tickets for your next sporting event concert movie theater sorry not movie theater like a the the the, the movies that happened on the stage a play that that's what i'm looking for wow it is early in the morning apparently either way game time is the place that's going to take all the guesswork out of buying tickets for whatever your next event is you can see the view from your seat before you buy which is pretty awesome you know exactly what view you can expect to have no surprises of being stuck behind a giant column at an old baseball stadium yes that's happened to me before don't worry about it all prices uh, are also all in too so you're not getting any of those sort of surprise fees that other sites love to surprise you with right at checkout when you're so excited to buy your tickets you can buy seconds in two seconds and with just a couple taps as well it's very very simple they have zone deals that guarantee you a really nice price they get to pick the seat for you you pick the section you're going to get some serious savings there and of course they have the game time guarantee which means you're always going to get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less game game time will credit you with 110 percent of the difference you got to go check them out it's simply the best way to go buy tickets download the game time app create an account use the code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem the code locked on for 20 bucks off Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And we continue on here. Katie Heindel from Dime and Basketball Feelings rounding out the OG and Anobi moments draft. Before we continue on, just a reminder, Locked On Sports Today 24-7 is the first of its kind 24-7 streaming channel where we got Locked On podcasts all freaking day, baby. It's all the national shows. It's all the local shows covering the biggest stories. Yours truly was on there a couple days ago talking about, of course, the OG Ananobi trade. So go check it out. Subscribe. You'll be directed right there. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, you'll be directed to the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 channel. Subscribe, set notification bells, all that good stuff. And uh, we appreciate you hopping on over there to Locked On Sports Today 24-7. Okay, Katie, you're on the clock. You got two picks here. Uh, your pick's Two and three. I guess these are your final two picks. This is a weird yeah. snake draft, isn't it? Uh <laughs> yeah. It was okay. I didn't want to say anything, but it's yeah, no, no, no. The, yeah. It's, I yeah, think you need more than two people. For a three round draft. Yeah. And more um, than three rounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh well. You learn, you live, all that stuff. Live, learn. That's the right order. Mm -hmm. Katie, make a pick. <laughs> well, since there's no pressure now to take the pick because they're both mm -hmm. mine, I'll yes. pick first what I was alluding to, which was just like this. Um stealthy presence of becoming this like NBA ghost that spooked mm. so many of its best superstars um, that OJ and Obi was like really building to. I feel mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's culminated now because he is no longer a Raptor. Um, but I think a good culmination was the end of last season, I believe when he led in steals. Yeah. Um, because that was something that, I mean, it's a kind of a hard thing to, pinned down even when i was going back and looking at clips you know some of these went back as as early as like yeah his first few seasons there was mm -hmm. a lot in 2019 um 
which was very cool before, again, things kind of went off the rails with the whole world. Um, he was just like so dialed into it, very attuned in this way that it's such a rare skill set that I think it can get kind of, you know, passed over. Um, because there was also just like the way that he would kind of haunt and lurk around mm -hmm. players like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think of a game in the bubble when he did that and really seemed to like fluster them. You know, mm -hmm. he would not be anywhere around them and then all of a sudden would pop up behind them and actually freak them out, you know, because I think <laughs> no one was expecting it because he is like a he's a quieter player. He's a quieter person like you you kind of even I mean, even this is someone who's like been around the team. Uh, you sometimes forget what a giant man he is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of that, like stealthiness, right, that he was so able to really um i don't know distill and turn into such a unique skill set that i'm really gonna miss and i think the team is gonna miss maybe it wasn't put to the best use in these last few iterations of the team and that's fine mm -hmm. um but yeah i think i mean that is more of an overview but i like the uh, like the outside the box <laughs> thinking here instead of one moment <laughs> you pick the sort of general sense of creeping dread felt felt by players guarded by yeah. og and obi i think that's fantastic <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love the playing with the rules fully endorsed as the commissioner, I guess, of this. Right. <laughs> um, and did then you my... have a, sorry, oh, sorry. on this for a sec. Yeah. Did you have like a favorite guy to watch OG lock up? I mean, Har you mentioned him already. Harden was a good one just because mm -hmm. he gets like, it's, it's funnier to watch him do that against guys. that get so flustered, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, like shades of Marcus all on Joel and bead kind of, yeah, yeah. um, LeBron was a really good one because I think sometimes LeBron's response to that happening is to get he gets really like he'll kind of he like laughs at it as to you yeah, know to be like yeah. who are you doing this and usually that <laughs> works and you know he can like then reverse shut that person down in the following quarters but like he's never he'd never been able to do that to mm -hmm. Ananobi um and I think kind of begrudgingly respected him to the point where like he would just try and avoid him if he could mm -hmm. um there is a, there was a sequence with Anthony Davis because I remember writing about this a few years ago mm -hmm. um, when he, he, Anthony Davis looks so scared. Like he, yeah. OG has just like <laughs> popped up beside him and Anthony Davis is just like, it's like a Halloween kind of like fright. Um, I think that was a cool one to see, but yeah, yeah, I think just like any sort of superstar and like the real kind of nonplus way that OG would go about it too. Right. Mm -hmm. And be yeah. able to kind of get a rise in reactions out of people, I think because of the lack of his own rise mm -hmm. in reactions, sometimes to the point where like OG seemed genuinely surprised by some of the reactions people <laughs> had to him. Right. Like he, yeah. he was just like, I'm just, this is just how, I'm just I here play being basketball. strong as yeah. hell. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I have two guys who come to mind. I feel like he had a lot of really good moments against Luka Doncic. Uh, oh, true. You know, Luka, they, the Raptors and Mavs, like, it's not like the Raptors have dominated the Mavs or anything like that. Like, they've lost their fair share of games, but it always felt like Luka had to work so bloody hard to get to his 35 points in all of these games mm -hmm. with OG guarding him. Um, so that's one. But the one that stands out to me, Trey Young just <laughs> becomes a puddle when OG Ananobi is guarding him and kind of locked in. There was that game last year where he had like two giant late game stands against Trey, including a big block. Um, and yeah, just 
watching him lock up a guard, I think, is kind of my favorite thing. It's, you know, through the Harden lens. Also, going back to the playoffs against the Wizards, where he mm-hmm. was like just totally locking down Beal and Wall with Siakam kind of doing the same as well, just sort of interchanging off of those two guys. Um, yeah, OG against a guard, pretty sweet. Although, OG against one certain big may come up for me in my final pick unless you take it right here katie what do you have for your third and final pick in the draft this is funny to me because i think it shows like the nba as in life can have a way of sort of coming full circle sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's uh and to go back a little bit to what i said of og getting like he acts so nonplussed because sometimes i genuinely think he is surprised by the reactions that he can generate in other people but Mm -hmm. it's when he flipped dennis schroeder around <laughs> when Dennis Schroeder was on the Lakers. Yes. Um, and they got tangled up under the basket. And like Dennis Schroeder is first trying to look like I watched that clip a bunch this morning. Like Dennis Schroeder is trying to put OG down. It seems mm-hmm. like, and then OG mm-hmm. just kind of, it's like the barest movement of his arm. Yeah. You know, like he hardly, like his body hardly moves. And then all of a sudden he's like windmilled. Dennis Schroeder. It's like, it's like a large beam with some construction workers being lifted to the top of a building. Uh, yeah. And in this case, the beam down. is OG's arm and the construction yeah. worker with a lunch pail is Dennis Schroeder. And then he's <laughs> on the floor and then everyone's freaking out and yeah. <laughs> very upset. It almost results in like a, both benches clearing yeah. kind of altercation. And through it all, OG's kind of like, it takes him a while to kind of clue in because you could see him go to help. He's going to help Dennis Schroeder up. You know, mm-hmm. like, and I think it is not in a way where he's like, oh, I think he's maybe partially like, oh, why is he on the ground? And then mm-hmm. maybe clicking like, oh, wait, I did that. Um, and going to help him up, you know, like it, there was no maliciousness in it. But no. the way that the Lakers got so, and I think the Raptors were getting smoked at that point. So like the way that the Lakers were getting so incredibly ruffled about it is sort of funny because they were leading by, I think, at least 20 points. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting <laughs> dynamic to watch play out. And yeah, it goes back to what we I'm said watching before. it as you speak, by the way. Uh, yeah. I'm just like <laughs> being able to kind of get everybody's goat uh, mm-hmm. unintentionally or not. That's a really good one. One of a thousand examples of OG just kind of not really knowing his own strength, like mm-hmm. Mr. Incredible breaking the door handle on his car. Um, yeah. Really, really good. I also love how in this one, you have John Attilia, the security man yeah. for the Raptors, you get like very much in the mix, but he's not pushing back OG. It's like Gary Trent Jr., who's the yeah. most mad on the like of anybody on the court. Gary uh, and Montrez Harrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fred Van Vleet's trying to sort of like calm down Gary. And OG, the starter of this whole kerfuffle, is just standing under the basket, just like, hmm, all right. While like everyone else is kind of fighting. Really good stuff. Really great pick. Damn, I didn't even have that on my board. I'm a fool. <laughs> Bad scouting on my part. Um, my last one. Look, is it weird that I'm picking a thing that happened in a Raptors loss? Maybe. But I am picking, again, an individual game, which came on March the 1st, 2023. My first day as the Raptors.com feature writer of the month. Uh, sorry, not 2023, 2020. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um 
my first day as the Raptors feature writer of the month, of course, that month did not end the way we all thought it would. Uh, and this was the beginning of a road trip. This was the, the Western trip the Raptors took that ended with the game in Utah, which, by the way, featured an OG and an OB Rudy Gobert dust up, which was hilarious, mm-hmm. um, especially after Rudy Gobert was all Mike touchy and COVID before this game. Um, just a great time. A wonderful time in all of our lives, frankly. But March 1st, 2023, Raptors in Denver. And OG Ananobi puts together 32 points, seven boards, three assists, while also collecting seven steals on 12 of 16 shooting. And this, to me, was the first game where the whole thing where OG guarded Nikola Jokic really well became a thing. And it was like, oh, he can do that, huh? He can hang with this dude, huh? And I I just, that game is just so buried into my brain. Maybe it's just because I was very tuned in because I was starting that one month long contract with Raptors.com. And I was like super geeked up to write about OG Ananobi. Um, I kind of think this might've been one of the progenitors of my, um, like the bracket I did after COVID hit and everything got ruined. I had to do the bracket of like the best individual performances by a Raptor. And I think that game kind of was one of the spawns of that idea. And Mm -hmm. so, Yeah, maybe a bit of a personal one. Maybe it was nice to have this before the world turned to hell and it was like a nice last memory of the before times. I'm not sure why it sits so comfortably in my brain as like a thing I can't get out. But yeah, OG getting seven steals in a loss against the Nuggets. Of course, that Nuggets team was awesome. They were both like 41 and 19 going into this game. These were two awesome teams playing one another. Um, Yeah, he hit... Jokic only took 11 shots in this game. And I recall it was because OG Ananobi was blanketed all over him. It was pretty sweet stuff. Do you recall this game too, Katie? Yeah, I think I yeah. do. Yeah. I think I do. Uh, really, this came on the heels as well. I think of a six steal game for OG in the last game at home before mm-hmm. COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we uh, we love OG being real good and large on defense against good and large players. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions, Katie, before we get out of here? Things that we didn't get to that uh, you wanted to sort of um, throw in a, a, an honorable nod to? I think I was actually like, I, this was what first made me really sad about it. Uh, when I get, when I did t- give it some thought, but uninterrupted Canada did a really funny reel where they kind of cut some of his best, like some of them are like in-game jumbotron moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some are like, you know, the scarf thing is in there. Some are like social media moments. Anyway, they cut it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the things I loved, like whenever OG would like show up on the jumbotron at a game, especially if you're kind of covering a game, it would mm-hmm. always make me stop what I was doing and like look up and watch it because <laughs> I knew it would be so funny. Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know, is it weird to be like, I'm going to miss someone's presence? No. Deeply? no. But I will. And I think there's like something quite bittersweet of the team. You know, this is like this. I know this is what happens, but it's like yeah. the slow d- disintegration of that championship group. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to miss him. He's a very funny. He was like a sense of humor, I think, for the whole team for the longest time. And I don't know who that is anymore. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I do think, you know, I'm trying to think like racking my brain. Is he the funniest Raptor of all time? Probably. Is there anyone who stands out? I think maybe Mike James comes to mind just from the scoring the ball at an incredible rate. Uh, like Kyle Lowry could be funny drive. and goofy. Kyle Lowry's hilarious, yeah. 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 Um, but I think just as like because like, I think you were also like, Oh, this isn't is it a bit? Is it not a bit? Yeah, like I've heard <laughs> it was a bit. He doesn't talk to everybody that way all the time, so like, yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, in terms of just that like intentionality, probably, 
As someone who's a little bit jaded about the whole sort of media process of, uh, you know, shuttling reporters into a room to ask questions of people who are not interested in answering those questions, uh, I thought OG did a really good job of taking the piss out of that whole enterprise. <laughs> and so I appreciated that very much. And to your note of this kind of feeling like one of the final steps in the slow disintegration of the championship team, um, I went back and watched the slam interview with the six guys, mm -hmm. uh, Serge, Norm, Fred, Pascal, Kyle, and OG. And yeah, like a little teary eyed this morning watching that. It's like, man, what a time. And OG's basically stoic the entire thing. He doesn't say a whole lot. He's just kind of pointing and not saying much until the team both says that he is the guy most likely to sleep with a nightlight and also <laughs> the guy most likely to go viral uh, for TikTok dance moves. And he gets super defensive after both for like different reasons. <laughs> and it's all you hear from him in the entire 11-minute uh, video of mostly Surge talking about how he does art. Um, yeah, really beautiful stuff. That slam interview. I got to get myself like a giant full body size printout of that slam cover, <laughs> I think. That's... Uh, that's like a, a bucket list memorabilia item for sure. I got a new office I'm moving into when we move to our new place very soon. Maybe that's the time for there it. There you go. <sighs> Either way, Katie, this was fun. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out, talking about our Palo G. Do you have anything you want to promote for the good people out there to round things out? No. Um, I mean, I this feels like we're going back in time, but for Basketball Feelings, uh, annual feeling of the year. This mm -hmm. was the third annual feeling of the year roundup but i had some really talented people it's it's not me writing for once it's a lot of other people around the industry usually friends of the either the newsletter or the podcast um you know say what their favorite moment in basketball usually usually tied to also their personal lives uh was of the past year and i always really enjoy reading those you can too at basketballfeelings.com <laughs> Amazing. Uh, go and subscribe to Basketball Feelings. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a paid subscriber. It's the best thing I pay money for in the whole wide world. So go and subscribe. It's better than uh, paying for electricity in my house or internet. <laughs> swear to God, it's awesome. Um, anyway, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in, supporting the show, all that good stuff. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. We're on YouTube. Subscribe there. As always, it's uh, much appreciated when you support the podcast. However you do, it's a free show. Give us a little back scratch, please. It makes me feel so nice. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow to talk about Raptors, Grizzlies with our pal Jamar Hines. Uh, not sure what we'll do to close out the week. I might get Joe Wolfond, my uh, fellow head of IQAnon, uh, to come and talk about it a little quickly coming up later this week as well. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you Thursday. Enjoy Raptors, Grizzlies tonight. See ya. Bye-bye.